a carpetbagger comes to town. I'm Michael Steven Swirsky, and this is the Michael Steven Swirsky Show, starring Michael Steven Swirsky. According to the Waco Tribune Herald, Sessions, 64, a 20-year Republican congressman who lost his District 32 seat last year to Colin Allred, a Democrat, said he talked to a real estate agent Tuesday and plans to move back to Waco this month. Sessions will formally announce his intent to seek the District 17 seat on Thursday afternoon in Waco. U.S. Representative Bill Flores, College Station, announced last month he would retire from the District 17 seat at the end of his term. While he has not lived in Waco since he was an 8th grader, Sessions said he fondly remembers his formative years here. Isn't that so sweet? He only lived there until he was in middle school. He doesn't know anything about the needs of the people who live there. But hey, he's going to move over to some area that he hasn't lived in in forever because he fondly remembers his formative years there. How come the politicians that move to another area to run for some seat are never the politicians that you actually want in office? They're always the sleazy slimeball politicians who seem to move to another area because they're such a horrible candidate they couldn't win in the, where they live. Like, uh, didn't Hillary Clinton, didn't she like move from Arkansas to New York so that she could become a senator? And granted, I guess Arkansas isn't exactly the bluest state that exists, but it's infuriating to hear about these politicians doing so. But anyway, why is Pete Sessions moving to my district instead of moving in his own stupid district? Well, the reason is because he is a horrible candidate who has a whole bunch of dirt because he is corrupt as a politician can get. And so because of that, he lost miserably in his own district. To put it in perspective, according to Ballotpedia in 2016, a Democrat didn't even run in Pete Sessions' district. In 2018, which is which Democrats were really smart, you know, they kind of foresaw this blue wave coming. And they, you know, they strove for every single seat that they thought was plausible for them to win. And surprisingly, in the 2018 primaries, the Democrat primary turnout totaled 40,000, while the Republican turnout was 41,000. Okay, you know, this Dallas suburb, uh, you know, that he's running in, it's turning very blue, very fast. But still, if there was a similar amount of turnout in the general, he would have won by 1.5 percentage points. But obviously, that's not what happened. In the general election, he lost by almost 7%. The reason that he lost is because the Democrats successfully painted him as this beltway insider who doesn't actually care about his constituents. Which, considering that he's literally moving to another district right now to run, I think that is a sign that he doesn't care. They were right about that. There were definitely a lot of false accusations that were thrown at him, but he is a Beltway insider, and that's why he lost, because he was a horrible politician with a ton of dirt. According to an article from Politico, in 2008, Sessions himself steered a $1.6 million earmark for dirigible research to an Illinois company whose president acknowledges having no experience in government contracting, let alone in building blimps. 
what the company did have, the help of Adrian Plesha, a former Sessions aide with a criminal record who has made more than $446,000 lobbying on its behalf. Sessions spokeswoman Emily Davis defends the airship project as a worthwhile use of federal funds and said it could eventually lead to thousands of new jobs in Sessions' Dallas area district. But the company that received the earmarked funds, Jim Ferguson and Associates, is based in the suburbs of Chicago, with another office in San Antonio, nearly 300 miles from Dallas. And while Sessions used a Dallas address for the company when he submitted his earmark request to the House Appropriations Committee, one of the two men who controlled the company says that address is merely the home of one of his close friends. So, yeah, this guy is beholden to special interests, and because of that, Democrats were able to successfully smear him, and he lost his own district. You know what reason he is giving for moving? He wants to help defeat the Democrats in 2020. To be fair, he is very well connected, so he would be able to bring in a lot of fundraising that he would be able to use towards political advertising. But, I mean, come on. The Texas District 17, which includes Waco, uh, the Bryan College Station area, a lot of rural areas, it's, it's not turning blue next election. It's not turning blue anytime soon. A Republican is going to win next year all right, no matter who runs, okay? If Pete Sessions never existed, a Republican is still going to win. According to Ballotpedia, in the 2018 midterms, Texas's blue wave, Bill Flores beat the Democrat candidate 56% to 41%. We don't need Pete Sessions, okay? Him saying, oh, well, you know, some people were calling me from Waco and they're saying, hey, you know, we really need you to run here. No, I highly doubt that. The people in District 17, no one called him. I'm pretty sure of that. Now, thankfully, Bill Flores, the Republican who's retiring, you know, I was a little worried that Bill Flores, you know, might wind up endorsing Pete Sessions uh, because, you know, he did serve in Congress with him and Bill Flores doesn't have an especially conservative voting record. But thankfully... He did not endorse him. He did just the opposite. He wrote a letter to the editor to the Eagle that says, The announcement this week that former Representative Pete Sessions from District 32, north-northeast of Dallas, is going to run in District 17 should alarm all of us. Like you, I find it unacceptable that someone from outside Texas 17 would attempt to drop in and try to elbow his way to the front of the line ahead of our local leaders. We have great leaders currently living, working, raising families, and serving our communities in District 17. I hope you share my views that one of these people should be the next congressman or congresswoman from Texas District 17. Furthermore, I intend to help, support, and vote for these types of local people during the 2020 election cycle, and hope you will consider doing so also. Thank goodness. Um, I was actually kind of worried, you know, he would endorse him. I am a little worried that Pete Sessions might wind up winning this Republican primary just because, you know, he really does uh, have a lot of ties to, you know, corporate special interest groups. He's going to be able to rack in a lot of fundraising. He's going to be able to spend a lot on political advertising. 
but thankfully, uh, Bill Flores, who's fairly popular in our district, uh, is basically anti-endorsing him, which very grateful for. But interestingly enough, a few days after he announced that he was running, uh, there was actually this uh, story that came out, basically received some dirty money from these Ukrainian business partners. According to USA Today, Ukrainian business partners Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman charged Thursday with funneling foreign money to Republican political campaigns and interests, contributed $5,400 to former Representative Pete Sessions, according to court documents and sealed by federal prosecutors in New York. Identified only as Congressman 1 in court documents, Sessions' link to the transactions was confirmed by a person familiar with the case. Sessions, who lost a re-election bid last year, has not been charged with wrongdoing. Yesterday, I learned that two contributors to my 2018 campaign are being charged for not following campaign contribution laws, Sessions said Friday. Their deception cannot and will not be tolerated. Therefore, I am contributing the amount of their contributions to charities that serve abused women and children and the elderly in Central Texas. Okay, so Pete Sessions, I mean, he basically responded as appropriately as possible. I mean, I have no idea if he knew this was dirty money. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But that should tell you something. You know, where is this guy getting his money? Uh, (laughs) You know, I doubt he's going to be receiving a whole lot of money from constituents, uh, especially since he's uh, completely changing all of his constituents. But I think he's he's definitely going to be able to receive a lot from some of the, the slimy special interest groups. I think that says something about which candidate is going to be standing up for conservative free market principles in this race.